Disclaimer to this episode, guys. Big Mike the Don is definitely not a financial advisor, nor is Mr. T. So we just want to let you know that before you uh, jump into anything we say during this episode. It's all opinionated, and uh, we greatly appreciate you doing your research and doing anything you can before you make any financial decisions. Redskins, Dotto Heads, Tepid Lemonade. Get out of it. Redskins, Dotto Heads, Tepid Lemonade. Hey, mate. I'll take uh, five of your Redskins and one of those Tepid Lemonades. It's one chicken, mate. It's not a chicken. No, 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 that's much better than a chicken, my friend. That is gold. What? Gold. The currency of the future. Great, come back in the future. Ratskin, no, no, mate, I don't think you understand. This has unlimited use. Can I eat it? No. Can I wear it? N- no. You're... Can I use it as firewood? No. It's starting to sound pretty limited, mate. But you can melt it and then turn it into whatever you want. Can I turn it into food? No, you Sorry. can't eat it. Is this going to take oh. long? Hold all your horses, mate. We are dealing in futures here. Oh, what's that? Is that a rock? No, worse. It's cold. Oh, cold. How do I get some cold? Gold. I have people mining for it. Oh, you have people. La-dee-da. We've got a rich one here, eh? <laughs> what do you pay them with? Gold. Ugh. Next. No, no, they say that this currency could be worth 1,000 ratskins, maybe even more, in just a few years. Says who? The people with gold. Fuck. Next. Look, every economy ever has been controlled by the big chicken banks. Next. And this is our opportunity to get out from under the big chicken boots. Fuck me. Next. Shake up the market and start taking back our economic independence. Are you with me? I would say uh, I'm definitely with him. Uh, I don't know about you, Mr. T, but that sounded pretty damn good to me. I'm with him, too. You're with him, too? Yeah. I mean, he was the smart one back then. That was a, a video that uh, Elon Musk put on Twitter of, uh, you know, them basically going back to what, 1 BC and the actual trade market. And the guy comes up with some gold and the guy looks at him like, what the fuck is this? You know, so it, it kind of relates to what we're about to talk about today in the uh, whole financial market we're at. But before we do that, just to give you a brief introduction, this is Big Mike the Don Dada here on the Reverse the Universe podcast. Today, it's a duo show with me and Miss. How's it going? How's it going? He's been away for a while, but he's back with a lot of information. My man's been on a mission with this uh, financial journey, especially in this cryptocurrency market. Um, So we're going to start off by talking about the uh, thing that really set the market up for shakiness, which was the... uh, The GameStop craze. GameStop craze. I wish I jumped on that wave. I wish I did. But I, I wish I also got out in time because people were <laughs> fucked after that. Yeah, there's a lot of bag holders out there, that's for sure. But um, yeah, man, um, it started a couple of weeks before it actually went up that much. So if you got in before the it jumped that much, you, you did have a you had a possibility to make a lot of money at the time. So kudos to the people that did. How much did it actually jump up? So it went up to about $500 a share. And what was that? Was that like $20 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was like $20, $15, So imagine people dump even just like Ooh. a thousand bucks in. Yeah. Ooh, baby. But the problem, the problem with it though, you, you had to be paying attention through the whole thing. Yeah. A lot of, uh, there's a difference, you know, when you, uh, when you're, when you take stocks out, you may, uh, you may play for a long, long game. So you may buy a couple stocks here and there and then put your phone or your app away. Now look at it for a year and a half and hopefully it went up but with the GameStop one you you, you really had to be on the day ball by day. it was day by day I, because you, you you didn't know like the day went up that much obviously you, you would have known by the the hype around it but just it was just that one day and then the next day or the next two or three days afterwards it dropped back down to under 100 a share so yeah we'll we'll get into the reason for that yeah. shadiness that went yeah. on but my whole big thing about it was it actually brought my attention i think that that was the biggest point that it brought the attention to the normal person because i've always wanted to do like investments and stuff because i know all these motherfuckers scary. make so much money but they make so much money but it is scary it is scary so that opened my eyes to it to actually start investing in something so i, I give it kudos for giving opened me up to actually start jumping into the market a little bit um i mean it's kind of scary what happened to a lot of people but at the same time there is a lot of money to be made you know and going even further into it you know we were talking about you know this is the gamestop and yeah you know, what, what's the name of that reddit company 
Wall Street bets. Wall Street bets. So they basically are making it so the average person can do the same exact thing that these industrial or uh, institutional institutional people have been doing for years upon years. Yep. And screwing the system, honestly. The problem with the stock market is it has to take a lot of knowledge to know the ins and outs. On the the preface of it, it's very simple. Put money down and you hope the money grows and you get out or you stay in. So that's the simple thing. But there's these little uh, different rules and regulations in between that allows, you know, certain things to go on under the scenes that a lot of like retail investors. So like you, me, your mom, your dad that have no affiliation to big banks, um, you know, can do so. um I just wanted to say, though, like people are looking at this time now and saying how Wall Street is a casino, um, how, you know, a lot of these retail investors are treating uh, Wall Street as a casino. And let me just say, did anybody see the Super Bowl halftime show? I saw, yeah, absolutely. Um, I saw a lot of visuals of like New York City uh, with casino signs on it. Yeah, there, right. Well, well, that's what they do, man. And I always thought there was shady shit that goes on. And I know, like, this is just the way the world works, and this is what their jobs are. But at the same time, how is that legal, bro? How is it legal that they basically make bets? You know, the people who have the influence are making the bets on the stock market. What do you think is going to happen in the stock market? Yeah. So there, there's a little bit more into it. So like, if if you think about it, like people can see a stock price and say, all right, a share is $5. I'm going to throw maybe $500 down, get 100 shares, and then I'll let it sit and then move on. Or you could take options, which is a bigger thing. So, I mean, if you want to talk about casino, let's talk about sports betting real quick. So, I want to take $100 out on the New York Yankees to win the 2021 World Series, right? I throw $100 down, and my odds could be plus $22,000, like $2,200, let us say that, um, to win the World Series. The options are basically the same thing, but there's a difference. So, you got like future bets? They're future bets. So you bet in the future for a stock price. Um, You're allowed to bet a week in advance, a month in advance, a year in advance. Um, I want to say bet, invest, right? I mean, people say bet and then people say invest. So, I mean, you want to be technical. Yeah, but are you investing money now into it or are you investing money then? So you're kind of. No, all right. So there's, yeah, so that's a good question. So you're not investing money now, you're investing a premium now. So oh, okay. basically meaning you're throwing an X amount of money down in hopes that one, it does come out your way or two, it doesn't. So when they were talking about shorting a stock, that means it's a put option. Basically, put options are you want to be um, out of the money. Meaning? Um, you, wanna, you want the stock price to be below. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you're betting. You're at betting. The, at, at the time that you put the money into the stock, the stock is going to be at a low rate so that when it grows, it's you're going to make money. It's a future bet saying that if I put a put option, I want that that stock price to be below my put option yeah but this is not this is not where people are um like betting on it not kind of knowing the future of the stock by itself no and and that's where influencers that's what it is so so when people put put options down they look at fundamentals in in a company right so amc uh we'll use amc for right now or we could use gamestop we'll use gamestop because we're talking about gamestop one gamestop is a is a company that works in a like in malls around 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 the world. Um, you have to go to a retail store to buy physical copies yeah. of games. They have independent shops. Yeah. Um, to the 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 modernized way of gaming is. Um, I could buy my game on my Xbox. I could buy my game on my PlayStation Four or Five. I don't have to go to a store anymore to buy the game. And that was the big, uh, you know, their big business model at the time for GameStop. You go to the store, you buy the game, you may buy other things to go with it. Um, and then, like, if you think about Amazon, too, like, if I need a controller, I need a headset or something like that, I could order off Amazon or come straight to my house. So people, I mean, fundamentally, yes, GameStop is a company that... Yes, I would think it would go bankrupt in the next couple of years. Right. Okay. So I kind of understand that point because like what you just said, just hit the nail on the head. Okay. You know, the new PlayStation, you could buy the option. Even of not PlayStation, even, you know, just PlayStation 4 though. It does have to be the new one. Yeah. But they, well, oh, what the pro doesn't have the, the disc anymore. 
I mean, it's not that you don't have to. You can. You don't need the disc. Like you can. You could digitally download no, I know a game. That, yeah. But I'm saying they have an option now for the PS5 where you don't even need disc. Like, oh yeah, no like there's option. a digital copy. So if yeah. you take the disc option out, you have no other option mm. but to buy it through the PS yeah, Network. Exactly. Exactly. You know. So, so it makes sense why people would have thought like bet against them. Bet against them. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm starting to see them not as such savages anymore. <laughs> so. But, in the long run, they're still savages, though, because you know what the big thing about this was? This was all cool and dandy for them before, the, you know, the world can see what everything's going on, you know, social media, everything like that. Before, Wall Street were the only people who knew what these things, you know, they had their, not that they had their own predictions, but they were so insightful on everything that was mm-hmm. happening in companies. Yep. Nowadays, everybody can find out what each company is doing and what their, you know, their future model is and what they're dropping and stuff like that, you know, because it wasn't in local newspapers. No, like it wasn't going to say, oh, in, you know, two or three years, iPhone's going to drop out, you know, drop this new dope iPhone. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was kind of like you found out real soon. And by that time, these future investors have already put their money, put the money in and it's too late for everybody else. Exactly. So and also like the problem, though, that came with GameStop was that, yes, like it it made sense. Right. I'm not saying what what the hedge funds or, or institutional investors did to short the stock we're wrong because yes it doesn't it does make a ton of sense but the thing is is that they were so sure on their bet that they that this company was going to fail that they overdid it they got too greedy so there's in in the stock market there's like uh available available shares which is like the free it's called a free float or basically shares that are open to the public to buy right yeah so a company has a free every company has a free float of shares and um, what they, what these uh institutional investors did, which didn't make any sense, were was that they they shorted this stock over the the shares available to the public. Mm. So now, when you when you're shorting a stock, it means you're you're selling a stock, but you don't have to own that stock to short it. No, like um. So when you put these contracts out, people are it goes by a hundred shares. So one contract equals a hundred shares. So if if you put out all these contracts over the amount of shares of uh, that are in the free float, then there's there there's going to be an issue because when it comes time, like so in this in this case when when GameStop didn't do what they thought it was going to do, all these institutional investors had to buy these stocks now back on the marketplace, which in turn turned turned GameStop to go up to five hundred dollars a share, and then it bloop dropped to the fucking floor. It, it dropped, <laughs> but there we'll get into a little bit later on why it dropped. But you see you see how how volatile a situation can become. So the issue isn't about the shorting the stock. The issue is the amount of shorting that these these institutional investors did. And not to be wrong here or or not to be off off key, but these hedge funds and institutional investors were betting that GameStop went bankrupt. Because one, if if it did went if if this company went bankrupt, they would have made out with all this money that they didn't have to pay taxes on because that company went bankrupt. So they basically they doubled down on their position to to obliterate this company into the ground. And now, I mean, it's still trading at forty five, fifty dollars a share. So um, you you see when 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 you short a stock, it, it, it's a good thing for the economy. I'm not saying it's it's something that shouldn't be done because we don't know if, if there's no shorting available, then companies could be overvalued meaning that you know they're they're like uh let's say a company that's worth two or three dollars a share potentially go up to a hundred dollars one day like like if it's valued at two or three dollars and it should stay around two or three dollars maybe go up to 10 but it shouldn't jump to a hundred you know no so like like shorting is it's 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 healthy I'm always the devil's advocate, though, when it comes to this stuff, because I always hated the fucking Wall Street elite hedge fund, all these institutional people. I've always been so uh, just they they just irk me, man. Have you ever watched the movie um, The Big Short? No. All right. So remember in 2008 with um, the housing crisis? Yeah. Okay. So what went on here was that um, Wall Street. They, um, they, then the big banks, they made, they made, um, they made bet. They, well, they, they restructured mortgages. So basically all these, uh, mortgages were, were clumped into one bigger, bigger, like fund. And the, the fund was rated by like B, uh, double B, tri- like A, double A, triple A. 
Triple A was like the highest, you know, the highest, highest uh, mortgage um, block that you could be in. So when they were lumping all these different mortgages into these these certified um, rankings, um, it created this effect for banks that got gave them got them a lot of money because people were investing in it. Like yes, like mortgages, they're not going to fail. They're not going to fail. Um, but when over time banks wanted to fill these slots so much because it made so much money that they started taking people in that. You know, didn't have good credit, didn't have, you know, oh, yeah, giving loans to everybody. I mean, he, he, they were saying you could walk into a bank uh, back in the day, like, I want a house for da da da, and you were getting it right there on the spot. Like, they didn't care. So they were going, they were, they were overdoing it. And this, this is the same thing with the GameStop. They overdid the, the selling of the stock. Um, but eventually over time, people's um, landlords couldn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't fulfill their mortgages. Um, you know, even though um, maybe some people were paying their rent, like they didn't pay the mortgages out. And then mortgages started to default. But then it started with mortgages started to f- starting to default. Um, and then, you know, it was just a domino effect after that. And all these different, you know, ranked mortgages started to crumble. And that's why the housing market crumbled. And um, I've, I've, Matthew Barry, I think is his name. Um, he, he saw this way in the, way in the future, which is funny because when that guy in the beginning of the video sold gold, uh, nobody, yeah. no, no, everybody said, nah, it's not, it, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. What the fuck am I going to do with but, this? But, uh, he saw it and, uh, he, he bet against the housing market, um, at the time, $1.3 billion to this day. He was right. Um, yeah. he made tons of money. Must have killed him. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just incredible how you know people see different um, opportunities and, and go away with it. It's a game inside of a game, bro. It's like now you're not only living the stock market as a game and trying to make money that way. Now you have a whole betting field inside the stock market for what things are going to do and how things are going to you know proceed in the future. Um, it, it's just a crazy thing. But going back into like GameStop. Yeah. All right. So that thing opened me up. Everybody bought in the GameStop. People made some money. You know, they people couldn't buy GameStop after a while because they just overdid it. Um, and but a lot of people made a good amount of money on it. Yeah. Okay. Open my eyes. So going back to the beginning with the gold, that's what opened my eyes to invest in something like cryptocurrency. Yep. And I know you definitely have stepped up your game in the cryptocurrency field. I know you have your whole little, I don't know what it is. You sent me that thing on Facebook. You want me to start mining with you. <laughs> I'm like, dog, I'm going to get my, my hard hat and my fucking pick pickaxe out and let's go uh, into the Dogecoin. Okay. He didn't know that I already started investing in the Dogecoin on what else? Robinhood, you know, because this app, even though people hate on it, I'm like, it's a a pretty dope app for people who just want to invest. You know what I mean? If you're not really looking to do all these crazy fucking, you know, ups and downs with these, with these stocks and you just want to invest some money into it, it is what it is. You could put some money into it. So I'm going to talk, let's talk about Robinhood a little bit. So one, when people invest on Robinhood, there's a little disclaimer. When I actually, I just learned this because, you know, they're doing this research. One, when you buy a stock on Robinhood, Robinhood's the middleman. So they're like the order flow. So um, basically, you put your sell or your buy option or your buy, not the option, but the buyer to sell. And Robinhood gets that and they send it off to somebody else who actually does that transaction for you. So Robinhood is just the middleman. They have you know, they have other people they need to um, talk to, which is called a clearinghouse which uh, actually uh, sets it up for for you to actually obtain that. But one, you may think you own that stock, but you don't. It's actually Robinhood's stock. So right now, the thing with cryptocurrency, cryptocurrencies right now is Robinhood owns all your cryptocurrencies. Um, and that that's an issue. That's one of the big things right now with uh So wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I didn't know that. Why don't you tell me this before, bro? So all the... I mean, I sold all my fucking cryptocurrency on Robinhood because uh, we'll get into that when we get into more of the crypto shit. But um, what do you mean? So all the cryptocurrency that I bought from Robinhood, I actually didn't own. Robinhood owned it. Robinhood owned it. And so, that's... that. This is like one of the big things that people want from Robinhood is for Robinhood to allow you to to withdraw that cryptocurrency to a different wallet okay so like an actual mining wallet whatever they have right, like that. just a digital you know cryptocurrency wallet like i can't take my dogecoin out of Robinhood right now and put it into a personal wallet they don't allow that but you could sell it on there you can buy and you could sell it but you can't actually own it 
own it, so I can't use it to actually buy anything. Yeah, so even though you can't buy anything with Dogecoin anyway, <laughs> I worth- mean, um, in Florida, I just saw a dealership allowed somebody to buy a car with Dogecoin. How much fucking Dogecoin yeah. did they own, bro? It's like yeah, it had it's to be only, a lot. <laughs> it's only worth two fucking cents, four cents, or some shit. It's right actually, now. A f- it's trading at five cents now. Five cents. Yeah, yeah I bought it though. So it's yeah, so fuck it. Let's get into it then. So my whole story is like I said after the whole thing where I saw with GameStop and stuff like that, I joined Robin. Hood, and I was like, "Fuck it, let me, uh, you know, put some money in." So you know, I put some money in the Tesla, put some money in the Amazon, put some money in the Disney, put some, you know, what I mean, not a lot. There's a little bit. I didn't even buy a whole share, obviously, because their shares are fucking expensive. So I'm like. You know, I'm a little percentage holder of a share in each one of these little things. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll put more into it if I want to. Then I saw they had the crypto section. So I was like, all right, let me check the crypto out. Looking online, I was kept hearing about Dogecoin, which already had a, a fall and rise, a rise and fall, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. And people may, I they guess. They call it pumping dubs. Yeah. So I guess, yeah. So people already had the pump and dump. And I don't know how much money they could have possibly made if you didn't put a shit ton of money into it. If it only went from two cents to nine cents, you know what I mean? You have to put a lot of fucking money in the anything so i i pumped some money into there you know i let it sit for a little bit it went up to eight everyone said you're crazy went up to eight cents when i bought it from two and i'm like hey maybe it's gonna go up the fucking thing dropped in one day back down to two cents and i'm like yeah no i don't have patience for this because i'm not dumping thousands of dollars into this it was a couple hundred bucks but the way you're talking about it is i would do something like that so definitely i'm actually read what you're saying and maybe get into something like that where you actually mine it you can have it in your own wallet and stuff like that so it's like you gotta think all right so all these cryptocurrencies started um by people mining it on their computers so years ago um bitcoin um you could have mined it at your house with a couple things meaning that you had a couple pieces of hardware plugged into an electrical circuit that allowed um the computer to do these high hash um algorithms that solved pieces of blocks you know they call it the blockchain and when the block is actually solved it, it, it distributes x amount of um of um of bitcoin or, or whatever cryptocurrency to your wallet that that's a pool that's a pool mining thing um you can actually mine for a single one but it takes a lot more energy and um time to do so before bitcoin is bitcoin is trading between 40 and fifty thousand dollars right now yeah. so if you think about it about 10 years ago um you could have been doing this at your house and you can you, what imagine today if you were doing this at your house and you had you, you did 150 200 bitcoin you know you'd be swimming of money right now um and that goes back to the beginning thing like you gotta gotta be ahead of the curve to make money and that's the stock market but that's a scary thing about dogecoin though because it's not anything new it's just following in the footsteps of bitcoin and there's other bitcoins out there so the thing with uh the, the difference between bitcoin and dogecoin for for example is that bitcoin only has 21 million bitcoins in circulation whereas dogecoin right now has an infinite amount um so there's no stopping that but through some research i figured out that bitcoin um, dogecoin does have a cap i don't know the exact number of the cap but then after that only um an x amount is made per year so so that that's something that is interesting yeah but isn't that the problem with the u.s dollar right now i mean the, that's the yeah, same problem you're talking about fiat money now is like yeah but it's the same concept it's that you you just if you keep creating a currency and it has it's no gonna have it it's gonna be an inflation on it so it's gonna it's gonna lose less yeah. it's gonna lose some money so over the long haul just like a u.s dollar used to be a but, worth a lot but more. it's not capped though per year the u.s dollar could be printed x you know it could be printed more oh, they, this they year print trillions of dollars like a like year. The, like last year with the stimulus check you know that that wasn't something that was just taken out of people's taxes like they actually had to make that money up yeah you know but it, it, you don't think it's the same concept though no because uh dogecoin will, will, will go down it's a deflate it, uh somebody explained to me like this it's a deflationary um currency meaning it's got to deflate in value meaning that once it hits its cap then there's only an X amount that's going to be made over time. And if more people buy into it, it's going to increase the value because, you know, it's going down in the amount it's producing. Just like if you think about gold, okay. if you if you think about gold, right? Gold um, in back in the day, there was just a lot, a lot of it already available to mine. Now, as time goes on, it gets mined and mined and mined and it goes away. Now, as it goes away, it's harder to find. So what happens to that? Well, the, yeah, it's the a, value it, goes it's, up. Yeah, it's an infinite resource compared to a finite resource. Exactly. But exactly. The, the thing with it is Dogecoin has to stick 
to the limited amount. They can't just keep producing. Well, I mean, it's, it's made in its programming to do that, so it's going to. And that, and that actually brings me to what I want to say between uh, fiat money and cryptocurrency. So fiat money is your paper money that you see every day. Um, it's controlled by banks and governments. It's controlled by banks and governments. So when that happens, governments and, ha- and banks have control over X amount that's made. And they have the decision to make more or make less. So in turn, it gives the banks and governments total power over markets at the time whereas cryptocurrency it's just a a market that's going to be volatile in nature but it's going to be secure in nature knowing that i don't think this is going to inflate over time this is something that has value and value in terms of where it's at at the time and it may increase in value now my only skepticism of crypto coin or cryptocurrency is that it makes me a little nervous just with the day and age of how much um shit can change with like you know people hacking into your fucking computers and stuff like that you know in the cyber age of you know there's so many things that can go wrong on the internet and stuff like that is it really completely safe where somebody can't just wipe you clean it it is safe because um everybody when you when you make a cryptocurrency wallet for example the wallet id is so extensive meaning so (laughs) When, when you make when you have a wallet like the the name of the wallet is not something you could just be like Mike's wallet or or Terrence <laughs> or Terrence's wallet. That's what I would name it, or, Big Mike's wallet. <laughs> you know, like um, it's not something like that. It's going to be like all these different letters and numbers that only you would know. You know, and then you keep that for yourself. And so, if you ever wanted to make a transaction with a trusted person you either have a private key or you have a public key so if you trust a person you may say all right this is my private key send it to this wallet but if it's something like you're trying to go to a merchant and buy something you might give the public key so, you, so uh, and the public key can't be accessed. i mean I, it's so encrypted and I it's know, so extensive but the way in this day and age that things progress with people who are able to hack shit i don't know man i i can never you just have to i just tell, i'm not saying any i'm not trying to sway anybody just do your own due diligence and do your own research on it i trust but it i mean right now i trust security it. is not an issue with cryptocurrencies that's I'm, one thing that that will beat banks and 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 that's those servers yeah. Every day is the secure network of cryptocurrency. I'm just looking at the future. You know, I think, I honestly do think that cryptocurrency is going to be the future. And I can see this, you know, I feel like. All right. So the problem, the problem that's going to happen is that government's going to want to put their hand in this. There's no doubt in my mind that the government's going to want to put their hands in this. And it's going to take a lot of willpower for these people who, you know, produce this and make this and control this market not to give the power to the government but i feel like the government is going to come out with some kind of scare tactic that's going to make this become they already started with a scare tactic they're saying uh how you know what the terrorists the lot of this was done through cryptocurrency um but like let's go let's go for example uh can the public see how much money was transferred to the cayman islands or to the swiss before it goes to that actual sender now let's be for real here you know like no that's (laughs) a lot of but that's that's not my point my point is yeah there's a whole bunch of sketchy shit happens but a lot of them have ties to the government sector or you know they kind of get a pass on that once once this gets into the government's hands it's gonna be just like the fucking u.s dollar again i feel like and that's the problem because like the money that we have today is a centralized um centralized thing um so when it's it's, if it's in a centralized hand it it creates more uh it gives the people that control it more power over the masses which is which is true which is a true story you know i think the popularity behind cryptocurrencies is that it's decentralized so there's a whole bunch of people on a network creating this currency they don't have control over the currency they all they can do is either make it sell it buy it that is all and it's decentralized meaning that there's uh, i mean if you don't have the wallet that has like 27 million coins or billion you know what i'm saying like that's an issue eventually it's going to be so spread out over it 
that it's decentralized and that that's a huge thing because governments can print and make money at will you know when people are mining cryptocurrencies it's not at will it's just a random number that is put out and, and sent out everywhere when it, if you're in a, a mining pool against with all the people doing it together that gets the x amount of it so over time I just think it's the way to go. Like when you when you break, people want to break up big banks because they have too much power over anything. Well, you're you're know? right, and that's one hundred percent. We need to, you know, decentralized. I, I want the government's hand out of as much of my life as possible because the government has done almost nothing right <laughs> to help anybody in the history of fucking government, especially the American government. The problem that you see today, though, is the fact that the government is so entangled with big banks and and Wall Street that it, it literally makes making money impossible yeah this is this is going to help that this is going to to fight that yeah exactly it's gonna fight that right now how about like uh like i said i don't really know too much about it um how about like taxes and stuff like that what is what is the crypto you know part on like you know being able to be taxed with it like in the future there's no taxes on it right now because it's not governmentally run right so that's going to be an issue in the future i feel like because well i guess not because if you're making actual u.s money and you're being taxed on that and you use your free income to actually purchase this then that's pretty much your money the big issue comes into the future if this really comes the the standard for money you know then if you're going to get a paycheck with cryptocurrency no let's not all right so cryptocurrency will be able to be transferred to regular money okay so that that's where right now i can i can take one bitcoin and get fifty thousand dollars if i wanted to so and but that fifty thousand dollars will be able to be taxed yes yes so you know the tax on that's going to be pretty hefty so it's really not worth fifty thousand dollars then because you have to get a tax so it's kind of like the fifty thousand mark i mean it's a lot of money so i'm not going to bullshit and say it's not if you invested fucking you know a thousand dollars back in the day and now you have a fifty thousand dollars and you you know you have to get taxed and you, maybe you get like 40 or thirty five thousand. you still made off like a fucking bandit but in the long term who's getting that money the fucking government is still making money on this no matter what because they're still going to collect tax on shit but just shows you though how the difference between the u.s dollar and and a bitcoin right now is dramatic right for something that was at the time was a joke actually is worth fifty thousand united states dollars right and that's not a joke no more (laughs) no but that's where they're going to come down on it because they're going to be like nobody's going to want to convert their cryptocurrency into cash anymore why would they want to do that so they get taxed on it no they want to keep that as much as possible but then that brings yeah it's a wonderful point because now that brings other cryptocurrencies in, into action. Yeah. So now, like, uh, well, if I'm going to use, I'm not going to go to the store and use a Bitcoin to buy a freaking Gatorade. No, absolutely not. But, you know, if I could transfer Bitcoin into other, House. you know, or transfer it into, like, a, let's say, another, like, Ethereum or Litecoin, you know, that's a lower. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Now, one. now I'm bringing the value down of that Bitcoin into different sectors because I could transfer X, you know kind of balance out the that's why you, a bit. like bitcoin can't be the only cryptocurrency there's gonna have to be other ones that are, are going to be valuable yeah no there definitely has to be a a range of them so that one doesn't dominate the market so it, it can be exploited you know if you have a wide range of them you have much more force behind it so the government has less uh, have less of and there's a different it. argument too behind this now too because you want to talk about how paper money you have to have paper to print that so when you make a paper what are you doing you're, you're cutting out trees right right um it costs more money to make a penny than a penny's worth um a, a nickel a dime a, a, a penny is copper nickel you know right you know silver um you lose money when you make a penny so <laughs> fiat money is backed by either gold or silver that's a hard that's a that's a that's a thing that you could that you can mine that's physical right so every and then they break that that silver and that gold down into little sections where they make fiat money so if i say one gold bar is worth this much money and i and then i can use that gold bar and break it down into smaller bars i could print an x amount of money off of that little bit of bar eventually gold and silver and copper all these metals are going to be outmined so when that happens our whole economic system is going to crash 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Because so, yeah, be, there's going to be nothing left to mine, so the value of that is just going to go down. Gonna, oil is going to be you know, so, gone. <laughs> exactly. So we have as like a like as a society moving forward, like cryptocurrency just makes sense because one, there's no physical to it, so all it's still going to be monetarily and inv- monetary value, but in terms of 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 money and and it's just not economically friendly to keep going by this system anymore because we're eventually going to run out. Well, it's just like the barter system it yeah. ran out of purpose. Yeah, you know, yeah, just you like know, at the beginning of the of the episode where I played that video, you know, the barter system was you traded a chicken for you know a fucking bunch of vegetables and shit. Like that doesn't work anymore because we're not hunters or gatherers anymore. And yes, they try to they try to bank it with like oh digital wallets. Uh, PayPal cash app like where you don't really need the money you could transfer it from your yeah, from but your still account based on money. but yeah. it's still based off of the cash yeah, that's you know? not, like that's, that's like a it's like kind of like them trying to be like cool about it like oh look we could do this digital thing but it, it's all based off your US dollar, dollar which is backed by gold right so, so you it's know, all like, the same shit cryptocurrency know, is the only thing that, that is you, actually and, and it takes the whole process into account so you can mine it which means that you can mine it like just like you can mine gold silver that gives it its value, and then it goes into a monetary system, and then from there, now we just have to get a transaction system, you know, where now merchants got to accept it, and then eventually, the whole system is rewritten, and that's, you know, I think going forward, like, this is, this is, a, this is a big topic, because if this does take off, world banks and world economies are going to be hit hard but the the problem once again it all revolves around that it revolves around these big banks are not going to want to lose their power they're not going to want to lose their control over this they're going to do everything in their power to to be the you know and you gotta think they these people have unlimited resources oh to do yeah whatever hands the down, fuck hands they down. want they could do whatever the fuck they want they're going to do everything in their power to control this. And if it comes down to even like, bro, I'm not even joking, like a martial law, bro. If people revolt and actually don't want them to do it, they will do whatever it takes. And they will always have some kind of propaganda scheme to make it sound like they're right and everyone else is wrong. You know, and people will believe them. And that's the fucking scary part. And that's the thing that makes me nervous about it. Because all these people, you know, this is great right now. It might be great in five years from now. It might be great in 10 years from now. Then you start getting 15, 20, 30 years down the line and then now it's starting to get serious and they're going to be like all right we're losing a little bit of control they're going to fucking put their claws in the backs and be like all right we're ripping this shit right apart <laughs> you know and that's a scary fucking thing but that's the way the world works bro it's not fucking peaches and cream out there like the, there's people who control there's no you know it's not about presidency or you know like <laughs> congress or senate it's all about the people who have the money and control the money if you don't have money and control what do you have nothing exactly 100% agree um uh, so so, I mean, when we bring this full circle, I just look at it as an opportunity right now where this is still something that's being debated. It's not concrete yet. And like, I just want to be ahead of the curve, you know? Mm-hmm. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, you know? Um, but looking at Bitcoin's value today, um, I think cryptocurrencies are is, is is going to be the thing of the future without a doubt if, if it wasn't going to be there's no way it would be trading this high right now no way no way at all no but like i said right now this is a great idea and i think it's a great idea for the future but the problem with it is like i already said everything i just said before but you got to think of it if we're you know demonetizing money and putting in the crypto this could be the start of something even bigger because if they're going to lose control over that what else control are they going to have you know if if the people are going to be in possession of the actual currency in this world and we're going to have the ability to have you know decentralized money like you know centralized money has only been around since what like the 1930s 20s or something like that centralized it's actually been around since uh the 1600s to the 1900s. That was when paper currency was widespread. Yeah, but it wasn't back behind the, like the the central government. Like before, it was actually mined for gold. Uh, I might have to look into that. I, I don't know exactly the, the time period, but I know I, know. I get what you're saying, though. I get what you're saying. Yeah, uh, but but, I, that, but it, beginning times, the beginning people, like the beginning people, and like the, the start of like civilization when we when people used the barter system, that was just, that was a decentralized thing. It wasn't centralized. No, and it and it worked. And it, it, it made sense. 
Well, it was the thing about it that wasn't centralized. It was centralized when we started making money, obviously, because something was back behind something. But in overall, it was still kind of just like, you know, your money's your money, their money's their money, and it was traded very freely. Nowadays, it's not like that. You know, since they made the Federal Reserve, where now everything comes from them, they could print money that means nothing, but we're still living on an economy that the paper dollar is literally meaningless, but we still live off it. It's nuts. And it's, it's crazy because I think a lot of this comes out to a trust factor between you know regular people and and big banks especially like i said before in 2008 like why would banks be able to do that you know like people lost their houses people lost their jobs people were devastated they they lost their 401ks their retirements everything just because the banks wanted to make more money and then you talk about um um what was the other thing i want to talk about with that um recently with um like with these stimulus checks with printing the money just like the, the printing the printing the printing like why the only people that are going to hurt through this is 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 all taxpayers yeah at the end of the day it's just the regular regular people and and the trust factor between having to trust you know the big uh, institutions with our money is, is just diminishing especially when i forgot was it like three or four years ago with wells fargo where they were actually creating all these accounts for people that didn't even sign up for it just so they can have their stock price go up up and up and have people invest and off who went, of their who stock went to jail for that that's what i want uh, to know uh, the, somebody went to jail somebody did go to jail for good. it good but but not uh, actually i don't even know I, i'm not 100 sure think anybody goes i don't to jail, know i'm not 100 percent sure money, the more money you have but, the bigger you could steal and not go to jail <laughs> but the the c the ceo would go on all these news channels and say this we're, we're doing it for the people we're doing it for the people meanwhile these people were were, were getting these late fees and, and and fees and fees and fees and overdrafts and overdrafts and, Ain't for and, the people. Come on now, and the the trust factor is gone. There's there's no trust. There's but the no thing trust. about the, the like you said, the trust factor. But if you look at it, you know, every time you hit you like I said, you hit it before when you were talking about we print all this money at we print and print money. Every time we print money, we're not actually adding any value. We're only adding interest to the big banks that we owe back. So you know, ever since this whole thing started, we've always been an influx of debt you know every time we print money we're only printing more debt we're never printing anything productive so the more debt the more debt that's created is only going to bring the economy down more and more so yeah it looks great that everyone's getting fourteen hundred dollars but the long play of it <laughs> it means that there's always two sides to it that fourteen hundred is not going to be worth nothing in a few years you know in years down the line i mean when you look at it what was it in the 60s five or ten cents got you a gallon of milk right or something like that yeah but that's you that's know, inflation so now we're talking about two and a half, two fifty for a gallon. It, you know, like it, it's we're gonna feel this in twenty or thirty years. What we what we're doing oh, today. Yeah. Yeah, when you, know, you go to the store and that gallon of milk is now, now ten dollars. Yeah, five or ten dollars. Five or ten dollars for a gallon of milk, and you're and the thing about wages haven't gone up in the same inflation rate. It's crazy. All the cost they say, oh, and you know, like when you get every year, you get the cost of living. That does that's bullshit. You don't get the cost of living because how has inflation gone up a thousand percent, but wages have only gone up a hundred percent. And it's I mean? sad because like now they're they're fighting for that fifteen dollars an hour, and I think it's I think it's great that you know it's being talked about, but it, it's going to hurt. You know, yeah. it's going to hurt people because you got to think right now, and what is it, like eight or nine dollars, right? For an hour. You you raise it to 15, people are going to lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. Like small businesses can't handle that. They're not going to pay big, insurance. Big corporations are going to laugh and just lay off half of their workers. But it's not their. My thing about it is I think everybody should have a livable wage. But I don't think you go, yeah, but, about, you go in on the other side of the spectrum. You don't start by saying, okay, we're going to pay you more. We go to the other side, the people who have all this money in the greed, and we say, you're going to get less. And then that's going to balance off the playing field. No, that that's hundred percent. I agree yes, with that because if you keep giving more and more to the people who need more and more, but they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. And the people who are making the more are are making the most are not going to give up anything. I've always had the theory like this: the rich billionaire who owns a company, right, and say he's got ten houses and two yachts and a fucking a hundred cars, right? He's not going to give up any houses or yachts or cars for 
a bunch of people have jobs. You know, that's just not going to happen. He'll never say that publicly. But in the truth factor is, he, you know, if he has a hundred billion dollars or ten billion dollars, he's not going to want to be an eight billionaire. You know what I mean? He's going to want to keep what he wants and he wants to do more the capitalistic way. And I have no problem with capitalism. I just think it's so skewed now to that fact. And it all goes full circle when it comes to monetization. You know, mm-hmm. this is not good for rich people. Like super, no, the super not. elite, this is not good. Cryptocurrency. You know what's not good either? Is a retail investors. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, because when, all right, so we talk about how the stock market is right now. Say if a million retail investors decided to coincide together and consort together like a hedge fund into the stock market. Just the, the poor people's hedge fund. <laughs> exactly. Like you could do a lot of freaking power. Yo, for real. We and I think that and big people on Wall Street are scared of that. They are. They want people divided. They don't want people talking and concerned. They, they don't want people knowing what to do together. Because no, they don't want together, people-, people are strong. Right. But when they all have different things and they all get swayed different ways, they're, they're weak and then they're, they could just be overtaken. Well, they're mad because people are using their same tricks, bro. Yeah. They're like, yo, don't use my tricks, bro. This is what we've been doing, bro. You guys are the little people. You guys shouldn't know about this. Exactly. Now we know about it. So now it's like, all right, well, big old fuck you to you rich motherfuckers. Now and we're going to get and rich. The, and, the, and the argument right now, Wall Street, is that they want to put more regulation towards the retail investors. Oh, that's the most bullshit thing I've ever yep. heard in my life. And I and I and I our government right now, I, I just hope I hope I hope they don't that's go that stupid way because if they start to regulate that's a revolt. That's a fucking start revolting. When you start taking shit. away the power of the retail investor, this country is lost. Right. It's lost. But the thing is, they try to come up with these crazy reasoning of why this is okay. Like, it it makes no sense to me. Like, why are you not after the people who've been doing this for fucking decades? Because they are lining their pockets. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Basically, like... All this lobbying shit. Lobbying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, oh, it's okay that they've been doing this for fucking years and years and years, and now the average guy who has an average salary every year has found a way to do the same exact thing. Now we're going to regulate you. So you can't do that. And at the same sense, yep. they're always going to find loopholes for these other guys because now they'll say, okay, well, we're regulating it for everybody. They're going to find loopholes for the other people, the rich, elite, hedge funds, institutionalized people. They still do the same shit and just call it something different. Exactly. Exactly. So this past Thursday, um, there was a house committee hearing over this GameStop f- frenzy. Um if anybody's listening, just, you know, go back and watch a little bit of it. Uh, a lot of, uh, Congress women and men do ask questions to every, all the parties involved in the situation. Um, it's very good information that's put out there in terms of why, um, we actually did touch on this, why Robin Hood allowed, um, the, the buy option to be taken away and uh, only allowed selling at that point when GameStop was going off. Uh, from my understanding from this, from the whole thing was that this is a normal practice on Wall Street when stocks are, are, are very volatile. They do have the anonymity to, to stop um, trading on it. But quotation marks trading, when you take away the sell, I mean, the buy option and only, and only allow selling, what happens is it's going to drive the stock down because one, institutional traders were still allowed to buy and sell it at the at that time so if institutional you know institutions were allowed to sell it created the effect of the price dropping severely and people like retail investors probably got panicked you know panicked and they sold as well which actually drove the price down even further so that this was the whole issue with that whole um situation you know it's kind of crazy because you know people bought in and what if you bought in towards that 300 to 400 range because you saw this thing going and it was going it was going um and then all of a sudden you couldn't buy no more all you could do was sell now you're in a loss at that moment so it was a whole big thing that you know wasn't right and then the next day robin hood allowed limited transactions of buying and then over time the next couple of days it started going up and up and then finally it was released so it just brought a whole question up to that wall street is rigged you know because like when you think about it if i can't buy something but i'm able to sell it you're gonna sell it <laughs> you're gonna sell it if you don't think you should be in it anymore so it was definitely a, a huge scandal quotation marks they're definitely going to put some language out there that says you know try to explain themselves in this whole situation but not to be wrong here 
the people that won in this situation were the institutional investors. They will win no matter what, bro. So, they, they, the game is rigged for them to win at all costs. And it was fucked up, the fact that they took the buy option out. Because, you know, what? it's like, you know, that's the way they make the game unfair. They don't want the game fair. Because if the game is fair, then anybody has a chance. Yep. But the problem is they're capitalists, so they're supposed to be playing the same game we are. But they're they, not. They're, <laughs> they're playing Monopoly, but they're playing with like four pieces and we only get one. You exactly, know what I mean? So they get the exactly. buy up all the properties and everything else they want and then they'll tell you to come (laughs) yeah and then they'll say hey yeah we're gonna buy you know a million dollars in this and then we'll leave you you know a few thousand to split between a million of you you know what i mean it's like you can buy little bits and pieces of it but we want the chunks it definitely it definitely brought a uh a new perspective to uh to it all because this is something that if this never happened with GameStop, we wouldn't be talking about this today. Or, or people wanted to, people wouldn't have gotten into the stock market. Not the mass. The, and it, and it, the best part about this, and I, and I gotta say this, cold like very warm heartedly, is that this brought a whole new generation into investing. And you're not always gonna make money when you invest. You're gonna lose. You're gonna win. But open eyes to a whole new generation of investors that one wall street wasn't ready for that is the truth because if they were ready that GameStop price wouldn't have gone that high exactly you know they were caught off guard with their pants below their waist and they they felt the brunt of that so this is a huge huge opportunity for um for retail investors it really is because you know you got to think people between the age of maybe 20 and 35 were primarily involved in this and they got multiple years ahead of them now where they can actually understand and know how to invest and and learn how to how to uh, invest in the stock market and it's gonna it's gonna prop these markets up more you know like people are pouring money into these markets now and when people do that it's only going to make the market go up more because there's more capital involved into it people are going to be smarter about what they're doing because they know the game is rigged so they have to play it a certain type of way not that it's fair or not but that's just the reality we live in and people have their eyes more open to it and you know maybe this will you know make the people more weary about you know big banks and investors and maybe try to make a change in it or honestly make it drop and just make every all of them I, say fuck them i just hope this this doesn't just die out like any other you know craze or, or meme or something like that like i i really hope like for myself i know i am going to continue to learn continue to better myself to put my financial future in a good spot you know like the only way to do that is through the, through the stock market and investing um, not really. Actually, I take that back. Investing in general, because you could invest in real estate, you can invest in other things as well. But um, you know, the stock market is going to be something where um, you know, there's unlimited gains, unlimited gains, but there are unlimited losses as well. Yeah, and you know, on that note, we'll end it there. Um, just to let everybody know, I want everyone to, you know, do your own research. I want you to look into things. I want you to just know that, you know, not everything is fair and you have to stick together with your people. You know, you have to, you know, talk to people about this. You have to, you know, do your own research, go online. Yeah. Maybe spend and, one and or two it. hours a day share or that a, info. a week and, and don't learn and, and don't, learn. and don't let anybody tell you you're wrong, whatever it's your opinion, but you know, everybody sticks together and this is how change happens when we're all divided and we have people who believe the nonsense that they try to put out there they believe propaganda you know this is how they divide us and we don't want that we want everybody to do the right thing you know and make your own decisions but at the same time let's stick together as you know the common people of this world and you know make money together and you know not let these people you know rate the system as bad as they have in the past uh on that note it's big mike the don data here with mr t mr t me (laughs) That's oh, me. That's T. him. <laughs> His birthday is in about an hour. Yeah, the twenty-first, about to be the big two-eight. Let's get a shout out. Happy birthday to Miss the T. Like I say on every podcast, I hope you have a good day, no matter what day you're listening to this podcast. And always remember, reverse the universe. <laughs>